on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, we talk about new Pokemon Snap and see if it lives up to the original Nintendo 64 release. We also talk about sales for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X console, some interesting things happening at Activision, and we talk about difficulty in video games. Is it something to worry about? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Control Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Third Party Controller Podcast, the podcast you come to for all the updated video game news, topics, things you want to hear us discuss and talk about. And you know what? I waited. I waited for this. I wanted some time to pass on by before we talk about this, but I think it's 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 time to talk about this because each of us have already watched it. I know that me and Joe watched it when it released, and Bethel watched it a few days after. So probably real quickly, or as long as we want to talk about it, let's talk about the cinematic feature film. Gentlemen, what did you think? First impressions of Mortal Kombat when you sat down to watch it. I'm going to start off with you, Joe. You first. What was your first impressions when you start, when it started out? Started well off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about, that's about the best thing I can say. It, it, it started well. Like I, I had no problems with the beginning. I was like, Oh, this is actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then gradually just went down from there. Do you agree with that, Bethel? Uh, yeah, it's, um, I started, it looks, was pretty cool. The, the kind of like the origins of like, what like, was it a Sub-Zero and Scorpion? Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the like future, like current times and, uh, Jax loses his arms and then, uh, they go somewhere and I stopped watching. Oh, so you never finished it? No, it was fucking bad, dude. <laughs> uh, same with you guys. It like it. It starts off really good and then just not nose dives yeah. right after that. It's like uh, they can't, they can't for whatever reason make and, and this goes to the other Mortal Kombat movies too. They can't make a good version of Sonya Blade. It seems like at all. I got she was so bad. Yeah, it's like every movie, everyone, and I mean, I, I in the first one, you know, obviously the first one, I have good memories of it. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, Jesse. It's probably not a fun second watch, or I haven't watched it in a long time, but like. I do remember like not caring for her in, in that one. And then it just seems like every iteration of her, I'm always like, damn, I was thinking, uh, now that I thought about it. And I also think one thing that should have been a, a no brainer was Johnny cage. And I know, you know, I guess, it, I mean, you can cut this out, but no, no, it's, it's that's why I are wanted. You gonna, well, are you even going to watch it better? You're not going to finish it. No, fucking go. Okay. Well, cause that's why okay. I was, um, I wanted to wait, um, yeah. a couple of weeks so everyone could watch it or people have already heard about it but basically if you're listening to this it's going to be a spoiler so if you want to skip ahead go ahead um, because no need. This is bad. No I just say don't watch it 
yeah, I, I just think it was I uh, Johnny Cage. It's it's is a uh, teased at the very at the end, and yeah. I was like, you wasted. Why wouldn't you put him in this movie? Uh, yeah. It's just one thing. Like, really, um, uh, it, yeah, it's not a good movie. But <laughs> at the same time, it a hun- I a hundred percent could see, and I get why it would go to HBO Max. Like, I, mm-hmm. it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, it it does. It's it's a. Uh, it had it gone the traditional route, it would have had a great first week, and then it would have bombed. But I think because of, you know, the, the pandemic and how everything turned out, this actually was a big boom for, yeah, HBO Max, regardless of how the movie turned out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was smart. It was a good it was a good uh, move on on their part. Um, you know what I was thinking, you know, with this whole with the whole reintroduction of the story and everything like that. Yeah, I honestly think. A good Mortal Kombat movie, what they should fucking do is do exactly what the storyline of the last few games have done. Yeah. And just go for fucking broke mm-hmm. and have fun with it. Yeah. I, I really, you could take the Mortal Kombat nine, which was the, the, the first, that was the one on uh PS three, right? The mm-hmm. one that, 360. Uh, yeah. You could have done, you should have just, I mean, I don't know if they did or didn't, but just watch that story mm-hmm. and like, just roll with something fun like that. Because that one, if you watch that story, mode, it's pretty fucking fun. Now, granted, You'd obviously have to change some things to explain certain things because those story modes go in pretty much expecting you to know all the characters. Yeah. But they were done so well and so fun that I feel like a movie could have easily just taken that and been like, yeah, we can rip off something like that. We're going to have fun with it and not – I don't know, man. Like if, it was torn because the movie felt like at times they were trying to go for like super gory kind of serious. Mm-hmm. And then they would throw in these – really cheesy comedy moments that just didn't fit. And it's not like, I'm not saying like you can't do comedy. It just, they were bad attempts at it. They weren't fucking good. Dude, it, 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 the movie's called Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat never happened because they didn't even get to the tournament. Yeah. It was so fucking, <laughs> I was just watching this thing and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then like, is this, is this going on? Like, and there's, and you know, I, I, there's some cool moments, you know, there, it's not that yeah. there's not cool moments. But it's just mixed in with like by by the second half of that movie, it was more hits than the, it was more misses than hits, yeah. a lot more misses. And then by the very end, I was just like, all right, man, just whatever you're getting to, it's you know, <laughs> it's a bummer because Beto didn't finish it, and I I don't blame you for not finishing it, Beto. But I was waiting for you to watch one thing, uh, and you didn't get to it. They actually do an animality, and then they say animality. <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> it was so lame. But I was like, I love this because it's what Bethel said. Just do this, and they did it, and it's still not good, you know. Um, the thing with Mortal Kombat is you have to. There's only two ways, and here's and here's what I think why another reason why the movie didn't work outside of just like the script. Listen, you either go fucking serious, mm-hmm. or you go, or you or you play joke around. Mm-hmm. You you. I don't really think there's a middle ground for Mortal Kombat. You know what I mean? And I feel like this movie kept trying to do that in a lot of ways where you're like, what are you? It's either, cause the entire idea of, of the Mortal Kombat tournament and the whole storyline behind it is ridiculous. And yeah. the fact that they were trying to like explain in this movie, like, Oh, there's earth realm. And then there's the nether realm. Like I know about that. Yeah. But at the same time I'm watching this, I'm like someone else that has no idea other than just this Mortal Kombat is going to be like, what the fuck? Are, what are you, what are huh. they talking about? <laughs> exactly. They're just going to be like, what, what's, what realm? Wait, what? I don't. 
And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, so you have to have someone, I think, explain it. I guess, like, if you're going to go the serious route, then okay. Mm. I think it's more difficult. Or you go, and that's why I think, like, the storyline of the games <laughs> were so entertaining because they just mm. were like, fuck it. We know it's ridiculous. We're going to do something fun. Mm-hmm. I would have been better suited to, I feel like, go that route. You can still do the gore. It's going to be R-rated no matter what. So if you're worried about, like, the, the tone of the movie, it can still be fucking violent as shit. You know it is. Yeah. I, it, like, for me, I, again, it's just more of what I, after watching it and my thought of it, like, you, you I've heard a lot of people kind of um, echo the same thing you've been saying, Joe, about this, about um, <clears throat> why, why didn't they just follow the game? Even some people saying, hey, you know, they, they did the animated film that recently came out, Scorpion's Revenge. Why didn't they just do that? You know, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And how I've always looked at it, how what I know, quote unquote, know about Hollywood, I see Hollywood as like, we're not going to do what they do. We're going to do our version. We're going to do what we want. Uh, you, you have the cocky screenwriter sure. who's like, no, I'm writing it. Okay, I know what this is about. I'm going to do my script. I'm going to do this. You know, like just people who just don't, they look down on it being a video game, uh-huh. but then you know, you you have so many cooks in the kitchen. They're like, well, you got to have this in there for the fans, right? But I want to write it this way, or this is how this story has to go. Oh, you know what? We're going to have everyone have a birthmark of the dragon, and that's how you become a combatant in it. But if you kill someone who has that birthmark, you get that birthmark. Which and makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, that, doesn't even, it, that doesn't even make sense in the Mortal Kombat world, the video game world. That would be like, that. The, if I saw that in the yeah. game, I'd be like, that's fucking, that's and, stupid. In the, in, the, in the movie, it's like, Oh, Sonya's there, but it's like, oh, you don't have a birthmark. You can't play with us kind of thing, right? So yeah. I thought, oh, okay, she's going to earn it as in like, hey, I don't need to have this birthmark and I could still fight. But no, he, she kills Kano, spoilers, and gets it. And I'm like, oh, now she could throw po- superpowers. And then everyone getting their, their quote-unquote ability power or whatever, that was kind of weird. Kano, a lot of people said like, man, Kano was the best thing in the whole movie. But... Even some people were saying, like, you could have just replaced Kano with Johnny Cage, and then you're good, you know? Like, Kano could have yeah, just been yeah. part of I mean, Kano, really Kano, Kano was entertaining. Kano was fun. No, he was. Like, his yeah. character was great. He but was. It doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't save the movie from what no, it was. You know it what wasn't. I mean? Like, it, there was, like uh, yeah. you, know the movies, you know the movie's pretty bad when you just keep wanting to see his character in it because that's the only thing that kind of makes it fun. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you're right. Johnny Cage would have been the same thing. Yeah. And I, and that's why I was like, yeah, you might as well have brought Johnny Cage in because this movie needed a lot more of those like that fun that fun element. The, I, the, 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 yeah. No, I was just gonna say the other thing too was um, so yeah, had the one original character in the movie, Cole Colin Cole. What is it? What's his name? And he was so fucking vanilla, fucking plain, like. You're like, and I, and I get it in my mind. I looked at it as like, we need to give a character. We need to have some, we like every movie like these, when a lot of these movies, when they're built off of a story, they like to introduce a new character. And it's basically like the character that the, um, the audience is like, it's, it's the embodiment of the audience where they don't know what's going on. Right. So you put that character in there. Right. But he was so fucking boring. Like I watched his whole movie and I was like, you know, you really didn't even need him. Dude, you could have okay. just that's that's the thing. Like when you say you could have put Johnny Cage in, yeah, you could have put Johnny Cage in and for that dude, and it wouldn't have fucking 
you could have still done the same movie. Was and it, it would have been more entertaining. Were you? Did you guys also still think bad. the same thing I thought was like, oh, he's going to take over for his great-great-grandfather and become the new Scorpion? Yeah, and then, like, something, right? That did not happen. Because I was like, all right, he's just going to be the new Scorpion. He's going to take over and then take continue that battle between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. He just became an original character. He just became an original character. And here's the thing. like With get, shitty powers. His like, powers weren't even that fucking good. He grows a suit or what the fuck was the thing? I don't even know. I was like... Because he takes damage, so that was a protection of, of whatever. His <sighs> daughter made the thing. Anyway, um, it, it's it's it was so weird that, like... I know you said, like... You look at it and go, like, oh, well, they, they made a character so the audience can, you know... That's uh, what I initially uh, thought, yeah. But, it then, was but like, then, like, they already made Mortal Kombat. It. You just make it Liu Kang or another character. Like, you can yeah. make that the lead. Like, it doesn't, like... I don't know. And then, you and know then the story. The storyline for Mortal Kombat. Just real quick, the storyline for Mortal Kombat, regardless of all the other bullshit going on, it's pretty easy to fucking. It's easy. It's basically the movie's the more difficult. Sto- is more confusing than the actual fucking game. Yeah. Do you know the, did you ever see the movie Balls of, of, of Fury or Balls of Fire? That fucking ping pong one. Did no. you ever? All I know it's is basically it's basically Mortal Kombat with fucking ping pong. It literally is, and they explained it that way. We're on an island, and we're going to play fucking ping pong to the death or some bullshit like that. And I was like, oh, it's Mortal Kombat with ping pong. And I'm like, yeah, it's an easy – it's actually – Mortal Kombat is an easy scenario to set up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't take – But you Joe, don't have to be like, no, we have to explain it in this complicated, convoluted way. It's like, no, nah, not really. But, Joe, we can't do that because we need to set up for the sequels on sequels. We're signing these these actors for multi contracts. We're gonna make a Sub Zero movie. We're gonna make a Shaolin Monks movie. So I when we make this it. movie, we're making a movie to set up sequels. We're not gonna make a movie that stand on its own and actually feel like a complete movie. And then can you have a series? Stuff. I'll say this much: easy. they have a series and they have a, a movie series now that can uh, that can continue. But I think now more than ever, you're gonna see the next one go straight to like streaming. I don't see any – I don't see it selling. And and that's cool for them because then at the same time, I was like, I'm sure they're going to be like, yeah, we've got content. And they're going to put it on there and it's probably going to not be good. Um, But I think they still ended up dodging a bullet because it was a bad movie, but it didn't really have to come out in theaters and it drove subscriptions and they're happy with it. So it's like – I think it did yeah. well in theaters actually since there's not did that much. Really? Yeah, I don't think that – like it did I, well for the situation that we're in. You get what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying, like, if it had gotten a, a full-on wide release, those first week numbers would have been good. I think second week would have been, like, one of those, oh, shit, this movie dropped 80%. You know what I mean? Like, and it would have done bad. I don't disagree, but sometimes for people, it's just the name. It doesn't fucking matter. True. It's the name, and they'll go watch it. Even sometimes if they have friends going, like, man, that sucks. It's like, nah, I like Mortal Kombat, though, dude. I gotta go watch it. Like, so, again... You still had people going, dude, it's better than the first one. But we can safely say it's better than Annihilation. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I actually, I when people asked me about it, I did say that. I was like, well, it's yeah. better than the second one. Yeah. It, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I was just so disappointed by the whole movie. Like, I was disappointed by, by the end. And I was, like, here, here's, I was drinking through the movie, too. So I would have <laughs> expected myself to enjoy it more. Yeah. But I got to the end already just being like, yeah, okay, I'm ready for this to end. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, even even watching the Sub-Zero, I, I couldn't even remember it if I tried to. I do remember the beginning of the movie because I really thought the beginning was well done. Yeah, that whole no. fight, the whole beginning was, like, it, add, it had me excited. I was like, this is cool. 
Yeah, Mortal Kombat oh. was uh I don't know, it was it's not like I had high hopes for it, but I was just like, all right, they had they had a good couple of years, you know, like we'll probably get something pretty cool and like actually and you know what? To be honest, like if you really look back, everyone goes like, Man, the first original one was better. It was PG thirteen, so it wasn't gory, you know? And this being rated R, no matter how gory it is, doesn't make it a good movie. So r- whether it's PG-13 or rated R, doesn't really matter. You can't mask a shitty movie with blood and guts. Beto, I know you didn't finish it, but all in all. I didn't finish it, right? Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what were you, what'd you ask? But like, here, where did you stop, actually, by the way? If you uh, I stopped like a couple minutes after uh, Jax got his arms uh, frozen off. Shit. Oh, what? That was pretty early on. Yeah, it was, I was like, oh, yeah. It was already going downhill by then, yeah. though. Like, even I was like, I remember just being like, all right, let's see. Mortal Kombat, what do you guys give it? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. I can't give it enough to, a thumbs down. I give it a thumbs down as well. Three thumbs down from the three PC boys. And you know what? If you're listening to this and going like, you know what? I enjoyed Mortal Kombat. Good for you. That's awesome. If you enjoyed it, it's all good. I just we all just didn't enjoy it. We yeah. just didn't like it. It wasn't our thing. That was one oh. Good for you. Um I question your taste, but good for you. No, I would be like, good for you. Hopefully you watched it on HBO Max. Because if you went to a theater, <laughs> that sucks. But if you went to a theater and had a good time, good for you. But yeah. So let's get to it. Beto. Hey. Suffer. Hey. I got a problem. I'm playing too much uh, MLB The Show. Still enjoying it a lot, Ooh. but I'm playing it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even like it's. I'm playing Conquest for the Diamond Dynasty League, and uh, it's just Conquest is just pretty much the risk you're moving, like your your army, little. They're called fans, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> move them from section to section of the map to try to take over the entire map. And that's just been taking up all of my time because uh, you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of experience and a lot of uh, uh, players just for completing the maps. Mm-hmm. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. So I'll just be like listening to a podcast or watching a podcast or videos on on YouTube while I'm playing Conquest. So that's that's taking up a lot of my time. And um, uh, we we started a, a little like a custom league. Mm-hmm. In our from our uh, couple of guys, Joe, and a uh, couple other dudes um, in the Discord in our Madden League, and uh, we've been playing that. It's been fun. I've got three games in or four games, three games. I've played three games and I've I've won them all. <laughs> <laughs> but I just because I've been playing it so much. But... Yeah, way to go, Astros. <laughs> Joe, if you fucking say that, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking. Hit... Um, Did you say you're gonna kiss him? I couldn't hear. Yeah. You. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, uh, MLB the show's been taking up all my time. It's just a lot of fun. I, uh, it's there's like, dude, it's crazy how much how much there. You're playing the same game. You're just playing baseball. Yeah. But there's so much to it that you can like upgrade your 
your teams. And what I like about the Diamond Dynasty is like you, there's like separate cards, and then it just depends on like some let's say like Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr.'s rookie card. They, they're like baseball cards, mm-hmm. so they're actual basketball cards from like from I don't know since whatever the time was like whenever the that certain baseball players started playing. So it's like a Ken Griffey, rookie, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, and you have the rookie stats, so they're not great. But then you could like play certain like events throughout their career to upgrade their uh, their upgrade their um <laughs> their cards <laughs> and make them better. So that's 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 something that you can do. So you just like playing baseball pretty much, but still uh, improving your team. It's so, so it's it's, it's basic stuff but there's a lot of stuff to do in it so yeah that's been taking up all my time um and i am your two-time super bowl champion in our madden league oh. so i uh but it's kidding because like in the third quarter or fourth quarter sorry uh is that why i can't see joe right now because he's ashamed to yeah, show his he's... face I didn't make it to the Super Bowl this season, so I mean, there's no point. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't lose to him. So uh, I played that. against Dave and the Packers. Cheating, anyways. And a fuck you, Joe. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I won, but what sucked was we were in the fourth quarter, and I noticed that I picked a, a certain play from a certain defensive formation, and it just disconnected. Like it fucking, sh- it the cra- it crashed. So like. We had to pretty much start all over, and then we uh. So we, there's like two minutes left in the in the game, in the fourth quarter. So we just decided, hey, let's just play the first two minutes of the first quarter, and then we'll just go from there. So you can once it hits two the two minute mark, we'll just end the game there. Whatever the score is, we'll just fucking do. That's that's what we what the score will be. Mm-hmm. So it ended up kind of like having to force win my the the game because I was I ended up winning but we had to kind of sim the game for me to win it because we didn't want to go through all that fucking 45 minute game just to just to get the the uh just to finish the game right yeah so we just ended up playing that short amount of time and what I noticed that I picked there's two minutes left I picked the play and it crashed and then we went back and started it again I picked that same exact play and it crashed. So that's when I realized that the fucking play in that formation, it it cra- makes the fucking game crash. I'm like, how fucking stupid is that? Like for for a game to be doing that. Yeah. But it's just fucking annoying. So like it, I won, but it doesn't really feel great. Yeah. Because because it just didn't. It, we didn't really play a whole game. Mm-hmm. So that's, lame. that's my, like I'm like eh. I mean I won. It's cool. I'm fucking champion, but. <laughs> Really not. Much. I feel like I, I can't brag about it. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just played those. You know two. who else? You know who else can't brag about their championship? You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Continue, Beto. Continue. Uh, two-time fellow fellow two-time Super Bowl champion. Where Beto go? I don't know. I think he hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, fellow two-time Super Bowl champion, although not two times back-to-back. Continue. That's fine. I still beat you. Still one and one. Dude, he did that You're... while playing a shit ton of MLB The Show. 
Yeah. It's crazy. Thanks. And well, well, again, Joe juggles like five leagues, but Joe does that just to. And I beat you during a panic attack. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a panic attack that first time we played. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what I played. How about you, Joe? It's helpful. Been playing. So I've been playing three games. I've been playing. Obviously, playing more Madden. Um, I did not make it to the Super Bowl in our season this year. Uh, but I, you know what? It was actually really cool. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I guess. Well, I think you knew about because I posted it on our Discord, on our main Discord. But I was actually picked to be the game of the week. Uh, for our one of my other leagues, um, oh. uh, my Xbox league, but they do game of the week. They actually have someone that does. I don't know if they pay him. I'm not sure how it works, but this dude on Twitch will like. I have. To, I gave him my stream. Basically, it was pretty cool. He's like, turn your commentary down to zero. And he's like, give me your stream name. So then I go into my stream. You, you know, I stream my game, but he takes my stream and he overlays graphics and he does live commentary. Like he has his own commentary. Yeah, yeah. Wait, really, so, really cool. so if if I go because I'm subscribed, I'm I'm I follow you. If I go on to mine, it, no, you won't no, see it on. I mine. have to go you on have to his. Go to his. Oh, yeah, dude! He, he, he next time, post it. I want to watch that. Okay, I mean it's actually you can you I can send you the link. Yeah, I just send it. It. he does a lot of games a week. Like he does quite a few games. So I don't know how far back, but he should have it because it was this week, and it was um. I don't know how. Like, I, I basically took over a Lions team that last season. I took over, like, at 1-9, and nine, and I finished 3-13. and 13, And I signed – I had a lot of money in the offseason, so I signed, a, I, I signed a lot of good players, and I made some trades. And, um, yeah, this season I got to I – was, I was 7-1. and one. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, And I had, like, some – like, a lot of my games were close. A few of them were close, and, like, two of them – like, I could have easily been, like, Five and four and four or, uh, or five and three, but a seven and one. And I took on the the defending uh, Super Bowl champ. He's in my same division, so we're gonna play twice. And it was a fucking great game. Like he came back, and I I fucked up at the end, and I could have won. I think I could have won that game, but I I missed a couple of uh, I missed a field goal and an extra point, and he ended up beating me twenty three twenty with like. He basically kicked a game-winning end-of-game field goal to, to win it, and it was such a great game. Um, like even after the game on that Discord, on that on that Discord, um, every dude was like, "Dude, you guys played a fucking great game!" Like they were like, and I was pretty much like nobody had picked me to win the game because I was like the new guy, and they were all basically like, "Dude, yeah, it was a fucking great, really good game." So, um, so that's really cool. Every every generally, it's once a week. Uh, it's the prime game basically and they have a game of each week and that gets to go onto the uh onto the um stream so yeah it was really cool it was a lot of fun they asked me was like sure i'll do it uh what's fun about it though is like because i turned on the commentary uh there's like no pressure like on my end because i don't even have to hear commentary so like i'm just playing the game and like i'm not watching the stream so I'm just playing. So I was even noticing, like, I thought, oh, maybe there'd be more pressure. I'm like, actually, no, there's less pressure because it's like, I don't even have commentary on it. It's just listening to sound effects while I play on my end. So it was actually pretty cool. I was like, yeah. Did you rewatch like, it to see how he, he did his commentary on your, your game? A little bit, yeah. He, he I, I went back. He's pretty good. Like, he's a East Coast guy. Uh, and they do stuff. And he, he gets pretty animated. But, like, he's I, I already heard him do a game before. And I, I liked it. He's pretty. He's, he's fun. It kind of sounds and, like. Uh, 
guys that you would like on at Evo tournaments. Like he's really energetic. It was really cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. And he does his homework. He actually kind of goes yeah. on and he'll tell you like, oh, this person's ranked this or that. Their defense is this or that. And like, yeah, and he is very energetic. He's got like his little. Uh, like his scenes or something like when I when I boom shakalaka kind of thing. It's just stuff like that. Not like <laughs> not as corny as that, but, but it was really cool. Like uh, being being able to be a part of that was uh, was a lot of fun, and it really makes that league for me unique. Like I know there's other leagues that do that, but that's the only one that I know of that. So like basically, that's the only league you really care about winning the Super Bowl, and everything else just pales in comparison. Oh no, I still want to win a third Super Bowl in my league. Of course, <laughs> I want to fucking destroy everyone again in my league. But I mean, you know. So yeah, that that's uh, we got that going on, and then uh, oh no, I've still been playing uh, Resident Evil, and uh, the the village, the, not village, uh, Resident Evil Seven, mm-hmm. and I really don't know if I'm gonna make it through, dude. It's just nerve wracking. Yeah. It's just too fucking nerve wracking, man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm playing through it, and I'm like, Jesus, I'm like, I Whoa. don't know how long. How long hey, do you think the okay. game is, Jesse? Check it. I don't know. I really don't know. Twelve hours, Probably maybe. Like Thirty hours. 20 or 30 fucking hours I want, I want, like when you say 10 like villages I when when Jesse when you were the one that brought up the whole thing that there was people were saying like yeah. villages 10 hours I was like that's fantastic because that's the perfect like, amount of like uh, of this fucking level of dread that I want I don't remember hey okay I'm just gonna say this I played that game Resident Evil 7 Village I agree with you it's it's intense right yeah. I played in a, I played it I played it in a fucking VR you bitch at me about PT but I uh-huh. played it I went through it, and you can't do this? Come on, Joe. If I could fucking do it, you could do it. Yeah, but you're screaming like a little bitch. I'm not screaming like a little bitch. I just kind of, like, for me, it's like, oh, God, I got me. It's like that. You do the whole screech. You, you're, you like, you know, crying. You're almost in tears. You know, you you, you act, you get you get a certain kind of way. For, Excuse for, me. For, for the listeners, uh, whenever Joe gets scared, he goes, oh, you turkey lurkey. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much do. It's very similar to that. <laughs> Joe, if I could do it, you could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. Don't, 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 don't stop. Well, I, I could check for you how long it, how long, how long to beat. HTB. Uh, just while you're doing that, and then I played, I did play my first, uh, in our little custom league, I played the first game of the MLB, uh, of the, uh, the show mm-hmm. um and that was fun because i've really just been playing like march to october and a little bit of road to the show so playing an actual just regular game was a little different for me but it was a lot of fun although i do think that i'm picking all the very difficult ways to play the game like fielding and everything and i'm like i'm gonna have to change that in order to compete with it <laughs> what are you like i'm doing the fielding thing where you have the little meter where you have like when you, when you power the throw it gets the green and in all the that and i'm like yeah that's just fucking hard you can't do the middle one? The one where it's a meter, like an arc, and you got to hit it right in the middle? Yeah. It's just hard that? right now for me. Yeah. 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 Are you good at that one? So, yeah, I'm so used to it. Like, sometimes uh, I'll mess up, but... Dave, Dave told me he just uses the, the where you just power the throw. Like, that's it. There's I guess it's a very, like, a basic way of doing it. And I was like, that seems like that might be more of my way of doing it, because <laughs> every throw I'm doing is, like, off the fucking, off the bag or off the fucking... Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> But uh, actually, it was a lot of fun. I like how it streamlines the um, the experience. If you're playing someone, you get right to the at bats. It doesn't fuck around, and I like that. Like it yeah. makes those games go quickly. Oh yeah. Um, it takes about ten hours to beat. Oh okay, it does okay. Yeah. Oh, 
It's ten, 10 hours, but you, if you get stuck in a puzzle, it might. Yeah, I took a big break because I got, I got, I got stuck. <laughs> but yeah, that's between those three games. That's that's all I've been playing uh, right now. Jesse, what's up with you? I picked up new Pokemon Snap. Played that last week, and you know, for me, it was kind of like it's been what 20, 21 years since the last Pokemon on N sixty four Pokemon Snap. And they never made another Pokemon Snap. And you're just like, man, everyone wants a Pokemon Snap. So this new Pokemon Snap comes out. And I would have been okay with the same thing. Just, you know, I want to take more pictures of Pokemon. This is actually really good. They did a very good job with the new Pokemon Snap. You're able to take pictures. Uh, It introduces you to some new mechanics pretty well. I did find myself saying a lot of the times while while taking pictures, "Oh, that's so cute," and then taking the <laughs> pictures, "Oh, that's pretty." Um, I did not like how this game kind of uh, enjoying new Pokemon Snap right off the bat. It's awesome. They did a great job. They did way more than I thought they would do with a Pokemon Snap game. I honestly was would have been okay with just the same thing, just nicer graphics, but they actually outdid themselves with this version they could have just easily just thrown out something and then everyone would have been like oh it's cool it's more of the same but they actually outdid themselves but i would say uh starting this game off it has a little tutorial kind of like this is how you hold the camera this is how you move your camera this is how you take pictures it felt slow so slow in the beginning that like the original pokemon snap it kind of just throws you in in there yeah right where this, I'm like, I don't understand why they didn't do that. I I would say my first 15 minutes, 15 to almost 30 minutes was just learning because that's what you have to kind of go through in the beginning. And I just felt like, man, that was just, they should have just thrown you in. Like, all right, start it now. Move this out. You move the camera. Here's the shutter. Take this picture. Stuff like that. But they, they didn't do that, which I was just kind of like, oh, that's that sucks. That was like the first part where I was just like, oh, I don't like how they did it. It just felt so slow. It felt very slow to begin with. But right when you, right when it gets you in there and you're starting to take pictures of Pokemon, it felt like an amusement ride. Like I had that feeling of like the music and then you're discovering Pokemon and oh, okay, I'm going to take pictures and you're taking pictures and trying to get like the best shots you can and moving the camera. Like first it was like the, mo- the, the movement of the stick was really slow, but then you increase the sensitivity and you can move it a bit better. Today, I realized if you move both sticks at the same time, you actually get it to move faster than if you're just using, like, the left or right stick. Yeah. Um, I was excited when they said that you can use motion controls. And I was like, dude, I can't wait to turn this on because I do like some motion controls in certain games if it's done well. I tried it on new Pokemon Snap. It is much faster to move your camera around if you want to take quick pictures like, oh, what's in the right, what's on the left, what's up, what's down, and you're going to get there quicker than with the sticks but it didn't feel great it would sometimes you would feel unaligned so it would unalign itself so if you're tilting your your controller like let's say tilting it pretty far back you're gonna have to continue tilting it back or kind of move it to kind of readjust so i didn't really like that part of it so i just used it once and i was like "Ah, i'm good i'm not gonna use motion controls anymore yeah that's how it is for me like when i play when i would play uh uh, what do you call it? Um, Breath of the Wild. I always play like this with yeah. my controller, like the front of my controller pointing up, mm-hmm. and so that would just completely like 
like fuck up the the calibration yeah. of the motion controller. So I just ended up having to take it off because like it's just really you're always I'm always having to recalibrate it. So like fuck that. Going through it was really cool, even to the point where I didn't notice. Probably a good almost two hours into it, they're like, "Okay, here's some apples that you can use, and it can attract Pokemon." I'm like, "Oh, holy shit! They didn't give me apples right away. Like, I didn't know. I forgot." So yeah. then I had the ability to use apples. I had this ability to kind of, it's like a little beacon echo thing. You get this first before to kind of attract Pokemon. So if, let's say a Pokemon's kind of in front of you, but not staring at you. If you hit the beacon pulse, it'll look up and sometimes make a face. So then you can take a nice picture or take a picture of its expression or what have you. And that was pretty neat how they've been kind of throwing things here and there within the game. Also, when you start getting more, there is a story where you're like, oh, here's this photography professor and the gadgets and this and that and their story. And some people have said, like, I'm cool without a story. Just let me take pictures of Pokemon. The story kind of slows things down. And I agree a bit. I don't really care what's going on story-wise. I just want to take pictures of Pokemon. That's the real fun part, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, give me that. Like, you know, I don't need to know about, oh, if, if this Pokemon illuminates in the night, it's due to this echo, blah, whatever. And you're like, oh, fuck, let me just take the picture. I just want to take like, a fucking picture. I don't picture. care. I don't care. Let me take, let me take the fucking picture. Uh, but what I also, I don't know. There's a lot in it that keeps, like, revealing new things as you keep going on. What I thought was really cool because I, I was expecting to hear people saying, Oh, I beat this in five hours. You know, I'm done. Because you can you can play through the... If you just stick with Pokemon Snap, the original one in 64, you can beat that within a day. You know? If you want to get the extra stuff, like, oh, I want to make sure I get all the Pokemon, may give you another day, maybe a little bit more time. Um, but I'm hearing some people are just like, I already have 20 hours on it, and I still haven't unlocked everything. Because now it's different. It's not just a picture of a Pokemon. You have four different types of pictures that you can take. A one star, two, three, or four. And each one could be like, you know, bronze, silver, or platinum, you know, one, two, or three stars. So you can get the one one star picture of Pichu, and then you can find a second, you know, usually it's up close, far, expression. Uh, I don't know. I forget what the fours could be. I think if it's multiples or what have you. But uh, that's pretty neat. I thought, okay, that's it gives a different variety. And also another cool thing is some people out on the field or the people who are in the laboratory will say like hey we noticed when you're going through this part there's burnt apples on the floor try to take a picture of a pokemon and figure out what pokemon is burning these apples and then when you go through it again you'll find that pokemon take a picture of it and when you reveal it to that person you get extra bonus points you level up and stuff so it's like little side things to get like hey get this picture of this hey let's see this picture of this pokemon yawning get it to yawn or kind of like how you're doing right now Beto. Stretching his mouth, Dion. <laughs> like, there's all these different varieties of just taking those extra pictures, which I thought was really cool. The only downside I found to it was, and again, maybe it's something I didn't, I maybe I'm able to do this, but I'm not sure because I might have missed something. Um, you know how I was telling you guys there's one, two, three, or four star pictures? I don't, it kind of sucks when I take pictures of one Pokemon, like multiple ones. And some of them count as a one, a three, or a four star, but I could only choose one. I, I'll have a one, a two, and let's say a four star picture, and it'll tell you this: these are what they could be, a one star, two, or four. I It won't let me pick like, okay, let me choose one. Out of this set of Pichu pictures, 
let me choose this one one star one this two star one and this four star one so i could present them because i already took the time to take those pictures you get what i'm saying it'll only let me choose out of all the the photos i've taken of that one pokemon i can only yeah. choose one of them in that batch which is yeah. kind of a bummer and then if there's some of the pictures where some people suggest hey try to find this photo try to find out which pokemon is burning these apples if i actually took that picture way before i can't reselect that i can't just uh, be like here i actually have it i have to retake yeah. that picture <laughs> now again maybe it's something that unlocks later or maybe i miss missed something and i can do that maybe i fucked up right but it just seems like i could only choose one so that's kind of a bummer but at the same time I could kind of see it as we're going to do it that way because then people could just take random pictures and then they could easily speed up the game. That's, That's my guess. I'm probably wrong or something unlocks later. But uh, makes, like if just if, if somebody already knows all you got to do this to make make the process quicker, they're going to fucking do that. Maybe I don't know. It's just a guess, really. But yeah, no, so far playing Poke new Pokemon Snap, uh, it's better than I thought it was going to be. It's better yeah. than the first uh, I still haven't finished it, so I can't tell you, but I'm I'm happy with the improvement. What? Did you ever finish the first one? Oh, when I was a kid with my cousin, Thudy. Okay. We beat that shit like in a day. We beat it in a day, but we asked my dad to take us back to Blockbuster so we can look at the strategy guide to find out how we can get Mew, the last photo that we needed. And then <laughs> we saw the little strategy guide, and it said that's how we had to do it. And then we, run, we ran back to the house. To actually take the last picture and we basically 100%ed that cartridge that day nice. we 100%ed it because we we rented pokemon snap as kids because my cousin brought his nintendo 64 over during the summer because i didn't have a 64 he brought it and we rented it as a joke and fucking got super excited about it <laughs> we're like this is the best game in the world so but yeah no new pokemon snap i'm i'm loving it if you love the first one this is honestly a no-brainer it's better than i thought it was going to be um, I'm happy to say that because you know there's chances where it could have just been a cash grab and like well fuck it you know people are gonna buy it because they didn't have to put the effort into this as much effort or as much effort into this as they did because I think people would have bought it regardless but it's cool that they actually you know made it worthy of a successor I don't know why it took so long but it, it they did a really good job so I'd recommend it I highly hey. recommend it you think this would be the perfect game to put on like a the Wii U? Yeah, that's what a lot of people said. But you know, it is what it is. We have it now, so that's cool. I still got that wrapped. I haven't opened it yet. I think you're gonna dig it. I remember you got into well, you barely played that like a year ago or almost two, yeah. right? <laughs> that's what I remember. It was and fucking you got, awesome. You got into it, yeah. So yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see how you feel about it, being not having that long history with it, just like cat playing it like a year or two ago. But neat. Um, but yeah, other than that, that was like the newest game I played. Um, I read a book, guys. Yeah, I could read. Read a book. I read a book. Um, I read a book, and in the book it was blue fish, blue fish, red blue fish, blue fish. <laughs> uh, Ask Iwata. It is a book. Words of wisdom oh, yeah. from Satoru Iwata, Nintendo's legendary CEO. This is a book compilation book of all kinds of uh, interviews and quotes. And pretty much words of wisdoms, uh, wisdom that the late Satoru Iwata mentioned on stuff like um, a lot of Nintendo interviews, interviews on magazines, Famitsu Magazine, 
Ask a Wada article segments in the Nintendo.com. And it's pretty neat because it's not a book like, hey, here's the history of Iwata when he started off growing up here, doing this, working for this, doing that. It's more of like pretty much words of wisdoms and just things he talked about, like they, they selected it. And it's cool because in the beginning, it's kind of setting up him talking about how he starts off. But it's just it's different things here and there about how. You know, starting off in school and paying a computer to learn this. And then, like, at that time, trying to figure out what he wanted to do and was really interested in, in video game programming after seeing, like, the uh, Famicom system. And then working for HAL Laboratories. And then becoming the president of HAL Laboratory at the age of 30. And then the company going into bankruptcy and trying to lift the company up from bankruptcy. And just his words of wisdom of that. Uh, but then joining Nintendo and then later becoming the president of uh, Nintendo of Japan. It, it was really cool, man. It just all these kind of basically like what the title or what the book says, like words of wisdom. Just a lot of his ideas of how it was managing a company, bringing a company back from bankruptcy. Just his ideas of being like a a leader. A lot of stuff is very insightful and kind of like helpful and you can kind of interpret things in your own way as in using using it in your everyday thing everyday stuff if that makes any sense um i highly recommend it it's a it's an actually really good book i finished it already what was really cool about reading the book was he would talk a lot about wanting to understand things from different perspectives to broaden his perspective on things so not just kind of having just a like, oh, this is what I'm used to. So this is my understanding of it. He would be really interested in understanding other people too, understanding other people's viewpoints and maybe something that would help him expand his view on on other things. Like he was the type of president where when he started with Nintendo, he actually wanted to talk to everyone. He would he would take every end of the month time to talk to everyone in the company to see their ideas on things, how they felt the, the company was going how they felt everything how everything was being done because sometimes he always felt like he could overlook certain things that he might not see in his position you know but no uh really dug it uh i think right now as we're recording the books on sale right now for like 13.99 so yeah, if you what's up it just came out like two weeks ago or something yeah mm -hmm. so it was yeah. on sale on amazon and i picked it up man i thought it was it was great i really enjoyed it it was really cool um well, well, I mean, it's from the words of Iwata. And even some people in the book, they said, like, people would ask him, like, you should write a book. He's like, I don't want, I don't think anything I, I have to say or anything that's my, my life is interesting to anybody. But even though they took everything he was talking about from, like, interviews and stuff like that, I just, to me, it was just really entertaining. I really liked it. And it was cool to see his views on leadership and and running a business and all this other stuff you know about how you know stuff in the gaming industry is and how he worked to be someone who worked in making video games and understood understood how it was to be a, a worker and a programmer coming from there and then being the president like he knows what all these people have to do you know he understands what they have to go through and all the work they have to do but it was really cool, too, to see how him and, and Miyamoto thought the same, where if some programmers are like, 
It's just impossible. They hated that. Like, don't say it's impossible. There's always a way. There's a way of something. It's not impossible. There's a way. It's just, I forgot how he worded it, but there's another word. Like, this is more accepting than this word. Because in one, I think impossible means that you already gave up. If you use this word, you gave up. There's always a way to figure something out. And if you can't figure it out, it's not impossible. It's just, I forgot what word he used. And I was like, I get what he means, you know? So just a lot of shit like that. Just, I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. And I liked it. If it sounds interesting to you, I highly recommend the book. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It's really cool. So I'd recommend that. But yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. PlayStation 5 has sold 7.8 million units in the first fiscal year on sales ending March 31st, 2021, outstripping PS4 to 7.6 million units sold in the same period. Revealed in Sony's full year earnings release today, the number means that Sony has managed to hit its target of outselling PS4 at launch, despite the global pandemic and the current semiconductor shortage slowly slowing production. It's a major success and contributes to Sony's game and network service division having its biggest ever year, bringing in approximately $25 billion in revenue. The hardware sales made up of 20% of the revenue, while digital software reached 21%. And add-on content, which includes microtransactions and DLC, make up huge 34% of revenue, presumably due to the increased popularity of free-to-play games. As you might expect, physical games were a less successful story in the last financial year, only accounting to 5% of revenue, even beaten by sales of PlayStation peripherals at 6%. Sony expects the success to continue, forecasting even higher revenue for the next financial year, although it expects profits to drop due to the increased game development costs, among other things. Part of the success will come down to its already announced target of 14.8 million units sold in PS5's second year. While part shortages could well continue to be a problem for that, SIE boss Jim Ryan has said that the company is actively working to increase supply. Despite the shortages, PS5's launch has been a successful one for Sony, including seeing the console become the fastest-selling console for both units and dollar sales in U.S. history. As you'd expect, PS4 saw a major slowdown in sales during to last year's fiscal year, selling about 5.7 million units, down from 2019's 13.5 million. Despite the major shift toward PS5, Jim Ryan has previously said that he expects Sony to continue making PS4 games until at least 2022, given the enormous size of the install base. Joe and Bethel, what do you guys think? Hey, man, Jesse, how many times are you going to beat it into our head that we were wrong, okay? Like, how many more times do you need to do this? Like, we already know, dude. We're sorry. We were wrong. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I, sorry, just to go back. I yeah. mean, yeah, man, it just goes to show you, like, man, it just, you know, I mean, a lot of things that we expected to be down ended up way up mm -hmm. and yeah the fact that even with a shortage they're able to still outpace and outsell 
the PS4, it's pretty fucking amazing, you know? Mm. I mean, there's people out there that still can't find one. There's people that I know out there that are like, I want one. But they have already, like, basically given up to the idea of the notion of getting one this year. Mm-hmm. Like, this calendar year, where we already had ours. Where they're already just like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And, then, you know, and I'm... and So, it's like, you know, but they're all the same. They're all like, but I, I'm going to get it. It's yeah. just, they're already like, probably won't be till next year. It's, mm. you know, it goes to show you how the demand and is there, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. Dude. Like, I, I did not expect it, but now that it's happening, like, it, it's also like, I mean, now thinking about it, because how, you see how retro gaming kind of got huge, and then it's kind of, looking back at it, it kind of makes sense that it, it's such a huge shortage in in the, the PS5, because... I mean, everybody wants to, to do like people. There's still people not going out, so I mean, I mean, even us, like we don't, we don't go out as much as we used to. So things are starting to like kind of go somewhat back to normal, but it's still like there's still a lot of time for people to like to to be inside and and play games. So that's it's not surprising now, mm-hmm. thinking back that it's it's uh, difficult to uh to buy it. So the the sales are also not surprising not because of that. Yeah. With the part shortages, that's really going to halt a lot of the development of actually making new PlayStation 5s, but they're still coming out. Yeah. Um, I have heard a lot of people are still having trouble with PS5s, and I understand that. It's the most popular console going right now. But sometimes it's tough. I think it's tougher now than when we got it, right? When we were able to pre-order it, I could say I'm pretty sure it's harder to get one now than it was when we first got one. But sometimes I feel the people who are complaining the loudest are the ones who aren't taking the actual time. They think it's just like, oh, it's up at Best Buy. Oh, yeah. You told me this two hours later than you found out or four hours later. Let me go. Oh, it's gone. Why is this so hard? I think the people who like and again, I know it's not realistic for everybody. The person who has their Twitter notifications on, following Mario Wario 64, and right when it goes up, spend the next hour to two hours trying to get it and keep clicking the refresh button. That is not feasible for a lot of people. I get it. People are at work. People have other things. They don't notice that it went up an hour ago until five hours later. Completely get it. But I think if you really want one, you're going to have to go above and beyond. But I understand for a lot of people, they can't do that. They can't yeah. spend two hours. I also on. think that there's a group of people that have actually tried it, and because of the you know various um, sites, you know, getting overloaded, which is still yeah. happening. Oh yeah. And and along with the bots, uh, like like having to deal with bots and getting out. So I think a lot of people become disillusioned, um, and just are like have are just okay with the fact that like, you know I'm not, I don't yeah. want to deal with it. I'll just do it when. Um, when it comes out you know like when it is readily available mm-hmm. and again we're in a we're in an era where we're still getting back to normal so the mm-hmm. idea of having stuff in stock and walking in and buying something is you know like it's um it's barely coming back you know what i mean like i've been to target a couple of times and every time i've gone into target there's nothing there like yeah. as far as consoles go i mean there's you might find a a, a, a light a 2ds like a, or a switch light or something like that but there's not a lot of stuff there yeah yeah no but i i agree with you joe for a lot of people they tried and they are trying that 
But I know some people, they're just the ones who like to complain but don't put the effort sure. into it. Easy. But, no, I know the people who do put the effort and still can't get it. Oh, and um, I, here's the thing, too. Like, for anyone listening, I fucking hated having to do that, though. It was fucking annoying. Yeah. It was, like, it was time-consuming, and then you're just like, fuck, that was a waste of fucking time. Like, it's yeah. not a waste because you got it, but you're like, that took me fucking three hours or six hours. I think the PS5 took me, like, six or six hours or something. Really? Because I did three hours the first time and then three hours the next time, and then, no, I think two hours the next time. And then that one hour where I just randomly went like, oh, it's midnight. Let me just double check. And no one had posted anything that it went up, and I got it. Mm-hmm. That was just blind fucking luck. I remember the PS5. I was just like, I'm going to wait for Amazon for it. For a- oh, for all of us, yeah, Amazon was quick. Best Buy was the worst one. I was able to get two. Yeah. One Amazon, which was a, what, one click. We all got it. And then yeah. I just got the Best Buy one just to be safe. Toys for Bob... The developer of Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, has been assigned to support development on Call of Duty Warzone and seems to have suffered layoffs as a result. The studio, which was acquired by Activision in 2005, announced news on Twitter saying Toys for Bob is proud to support development for Season 3 of Call of Duty Warzone and looking forward for more to come. In somewhat surprising move for a studio traditionally focused on games for younger audiences and, as Eurogamer points out, appears to have come with a number of staff exits both voluntarily and involuntarily. Character designer Nicholas Cole explains that he left the studio, adding that everyone I interfaced with and worked along with was let go. Crash 4 art director Josh Nittleberg and game designer Blake Moloff have also left the company. Toys for Rob is seemingly the fourth studio to have worked on Warzone, with Infinity Ward leading the project at launch, before passing the baton onto Treyarch and Raven Software. Warzone has become a huge priority for Activision in the last year, which goes some way to explain through throwing major resources at it. Update. Activision Blizzard has shared a statement with IGN denying that the company had undergone layoffs. There has not been a reduction in personal re- personnel recently at the studio, said a company spokesperson. The development team is operating fully and has a number of full-time jobs openings at this time. The studio is excited to continue supporting Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time and more recently provide additional development supporting for Call of Duty Warzone. What do you guys think? It wouldn't surprise me if they moved it on to something else, to someone else. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if... And they're kind of fighting back like, no, nothing's happened, but I don't trust them. Yeah. I trust them about as much as I trust EA. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. So and it's not much. So it's like, uh, who knows what really what what they would call it, uh, have or haven't done. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me in the, in the fact that um, Warzone is going to continue. It, it doesn't matter who you put on it at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, it does matter in a way, but you can put someone else on it, and it's going to continue to be a you know a big thing. So. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the um, if they did move it on to someone else. Mm-hmm. For me, like you know, a lot of people are worried that like, oh man, now Toys for Bob is being a Call of Duty studio. We're not going to get any more Crash. And you know what I'm hearing is that's not fully a hundred percent. They could still be working on maybe other Crash games or other things. But you know, we've heard this already happen with uh, what we got the hit uh, Tony Hawk. Pro Skater 1 and 2 by Vicarious Visions, and now 
They're no longer going to be working on the Tony Hawk games so far that we know. And there's also been some more information that Activision wants to treat every one of their new or existing intellectual intellectual properties as as well as they do Call of Duty. So every game is going to be like Call of Duty, meaning maybe some free to play elements. Every year a sequel. Every year a sequel. Yeah, I mean they there's they want to use the Call of Duty strategy on all their existing, future, or new IPs. Coming. I think you're going to burn out your. I think you're going to burn out your developers, but that's just my take on it. Yeah, it's it's. You see something like this from a company like Activision, shit, even EA. And here's the thing, Call of Duty makes a shit ton of money every fucking year. I honestly thought Call of Duty was done. I thought Call of Duty was finished because, and what I mean by finished is like, it wasn't going to be as big as it used to be. Cause you always see those transitions in gaming, you know, you see like, oh, this is the biggest thing. And then, you know, remember like back in the late nineties, like, oh, Counter-Strike, PC gaming, uh, shooters, ball, you know, Counter-Strike, all this, and then Halo. And then you were getting like sci-fi multiplayer shooters and then like Halo dies off because Call of Duty comes back in a big way, not only uh, on PC, but then consoles. And then like Call of Duty ended up getting like so fucking popular. And then I thought, oh, here comes Titanfall in early 2010s, you know, and I thought, oh, Titanfall is going to be the one to drop Call of Duty back down. And then we're going to get sci-fi shooters being big again. And then sci-fi shooters are going to die out. Fuck no. It still kept going. Call of Duty has not stopped since it got big and you know they've like they've done a good job of evolving their business model with mm-hmm. the game as times have moved on yeah um they and, and not for nothing like they really did kind of like the battle royal has has been a thing but they really did a they they weren't they did a, a good job of making it um they perfected it. I don't yeah. want to say perfected it, but they really did from what it was. They, they they put their stamp on it, and it was like, yeah, man, this is the premier way to do things as far as that Battle royal system went. And, you know, you, you just, you, you know, they have so much. They come from a, a publisher. They have multiple uh, developers. You, you really can never count them out. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, and they do things in a way, well, although, like, you know, nobody likes the business model, but even I got to just to, to a degree, it's a tad bit less predatory than a lot of the shit that EA and a lot of other developers do mm-hmm. for their games. I, I'm not giving them credit. It's just like saying you're the least worst of the fucking worst. But still, I mean, I give at that point they, they do. Uh, so, you know, you can never count them out. You just really can't. It's funny because I remember when that stuff was happening and everyone was like thinking, is Call of Duty going to do Battle Royale? Is Call of Duty going to do Battle Royale? And a lot of people thought they're not going to do it. And then they ended up doing it. And I remember the big talk around that time. It wasn't really negative, but it was more like, whoa, usually Call of Duty as a, as a series, as a franchise, would be the leader. As in like doing the new stuff. This that Battle Royale was the first time they followed a trend. They would usually kind of... Again, we had multiplayer shooters. That's not they didn't start it, but like as in getting big on consoles, you know, from there on, like yeah. they were the ones who would always kind of lead the charge. 
and for them to kind of follow suit with the uh, battle royale stuff was unheard of. Now it doesn't fucking matter because they make so much fucking money off of it. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like you're hearing them like Toys for Bob and and, and other companies like for Curious Visions, whether Activision is going to do more Crash Bandicoots, whether they're going to do more Tony Hawks, which is probably a given to them. Even though how well Tony Hawk did, how much money Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remakes did, how well received it was, it doesn't fucking matter because it pales in comparison to Call of Duty. That's why they don't care. Because it makes not even as much as Call of Duty. Yeah. That's why they're like... none, None of them will ever touch what that series makes. Yeah. And that's why you... You can be upset. You can be like, fuck, are we not going to get another Crash? Are we not going to get another Tony Hawk? We probably will get a, a newer Tony Hawk over a Crash sooner than later. But you can't blame a company for following where the money is. No, I mean, you can you dislike it, which I do. But like, they're in a business. They're not here to make us happy. They're here to sell us on stuff, make their money, and give us... And tell us what we want. Also, they're so big that they hit a point where, like, they're they're not gonna, they're not going to um, risk putting themselves in a situation where they create something brand new that could fail. Yeah, it's no longer their model. Mm-mm. They're going to be seeking out things that other companies do that just you know happens to work for them. And, and, and they'll do that. They'll, they'll go where the popular thing is and it'll work for them and they'll make money. So, I mean, for them, they're just like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and even if I was thinking about this, even if you're like, well, you know what? I don't want to support Activision anymore because I'm not going to get my Crash. I'm not going to get my Tony Hawk. I'm not going to get my the other franchises they make anymore. I'm not going to support them. Even if a ton of people did that, let's say, it wouldn't even matter. Because so many people still buy Call of Duty. And I'm not saying it's bad that you're buying Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a great franchise. I just got out of it a long time ago just because it just wasn't for me after a while. No no, no, no ill will toward that series. I, When people still dig it, that's fine. I get it. It's not a horrible game. They play well. People have fun. They, they continue playing it because they're getting what they want. It's just, it's such a juggernaut for Activision that nothing else matters. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, like, be, be real. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, like, we don't like it, but like you said, like, why wouldn't you spend, pay attention to what y- your moneymaker is? Yeah. Like, you know, it would be nice if they did realize, like, yeah, we've got this in the bag. This is what we do. But, hey, here's this new series and here's more new series. They choose to focus on the same stuff and we always criticize that but i mean you know like it'd be nice if they did but you know obviously they're not beholden to us they don't have to do what we fucking say <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah all news and articles are from publications like ign gotaku destructoid and gadget GameSpot, and polygon you've been listening to 3pc news thanks for tuning in see you next time
So have you guys heard about all this stuff that's going on with the game Returnal for the PS5? No. I, I, I've heard stories, but like I don't know everything on it. So I'll give you the gist of it, because it was a big old argument that happened on the internet and then switched over to something crazy, which I kind of wanted to make the topic of today. Um, so Returnal came out, great reviews, you know? Everyone's loving it. It's a roguelike type of game. A lot of people love it. A lot of stuff is great about it. Then there were some complaints about it. Nothing huge, but a lot of people said like, man, you know, loving this game, having a great time with it, but, you know, some of the roguelike runs could be anywhere from 30 to 90 minutes without any saving, oh, without, yeah, any, yeah, I hear about that. without yeah. any, anything, you know, where, like, if something happens, I need to save my run or whatever, you know? So, you know, people had discussed it, just bringing it up, like, oh, man, I wish they had something because it, it's it's difficult, you know, for a lot of people. Some people can't only have a certain amount of time to dedicate. You know, that's why I think a lot of games, like we were talking about, Battle Royale games, multiplayer games, in and out, quick 15-minute match, 20-minute match. You know, mm -hmm. some Battle Royales could last a bit longer, but, you know, when you hear 90 minutes, sometimes you go like, oh, shit. When I heard that, I was like, damn, 90 minutes. Yeah. But, hey. How many times have we played a game and, and we've gone, you know what, I only have 30 minutes, and then two hours later we're like, oh, fuck, okay, like 20 more minutes. You know, it happens, right? Yeah. So I hear this, and, and, you know, people are just discussing it. This is more of just a conversation, and people are saying, like, oh, man, I wish they had this. I wish they had that, right? Not saying the game is garbage because it doesn't have it, but just bringing up discussions about, oh, man, I wish, you know, this company was able to have some sort of save feature, right? Then it ended up turning into a debate where people would go like, well, the original developers, their intention, you don't want to mess their, you know, their, their intention of how you play this game is not to have a save feature in it and to keep going. You're, you're, you're messing with the artistic integrity of the developer, right? <laughs> So I like, how then, you, I like how you're just basically shitting on the people. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I did, I did, you know, I need to give voices to it, dude. I need to give voices to it, right? So I'm, I'm hearing this, you know, and people are getting upset, and then it just snowballs into a like a whole thing about easy modes, normal modes, hard modes, developer intention, basically easy hard modes. It just turned into a, oh, man, I wish this had a save feature to, like, stumbling everywhere to a, like, should games have easy mode? Very easy. Normal. Hard. Very hard. Developer's intent. All this stuff. It just snowballed into a whole thing. So, basically, this week's topic, I just want to talk about Returnal and difficulty in video games. And, basically our time that we have with video games. We've talked about this many times. What do you guys think about difficulty in video games? Is the developer's intentions or what they want people to experience, like stuff from FromSoft with the Demon Souls type of games, not having options, are they allowed to do it? Should they have a save point? Are they allowed to have a save point? Should there be an easy mode? Should there be a normal mode? Should games cater to a whole variety of player bases? Should people just get good? What do you guys think? I think if your game is good, regardless if it's hard or if it is, uh, if it lacks save points or anything like that, if you have a compelling good game, 
people will come. People will buy.、Mm -hmm. If you create a game that has bad level design, or if your, you know, the save feature thing, you know, the save feature thing, in my opinion, that to me isn't so much a vision to me. That kind of sounds like bad design in a way.、Mm -hmm. I don't know personally myself. Like I haven't played the game yet. I don't know if I will get to play the game. But like that tells me, like, yeah, that's not exactly the best design thing to to to.、Um, To go that route,、um, even if that is your vision,、uh, you know I I disagree with that a bit. But I mean, hey, I can't, you know, I don't know. But、mm -hmm. we've seen with the Souls games, we've seen with several other types of games. If a game is good, you know, it will undoubtedly it'll sell. Dark Souls has crushing difficulty. People still bought them.、Yeah. In the millions bought these games. Okay.、Um, Do you know why they buy them? It's not because the game's just fucking hard. It's because the game is designed well, and it's designed in a way that, although it's punishing, can be beaten if you follow the rules. It's rewarding. It's not like it, yeah, it's rewarding. It's not like just be like, well, it's not just hard for the sake of fucking being hard. There are rules to those games, and there's a system to be played. And if you follow those rules, you will undoubtedly get better, and you'll win, and you'll do better. You know, some games just it takes more time, but like. I hate when people defend,、um, or I hate when developers sometimes defend their view or how they see things. And and when reality, it's more like, well, you're just trying to come up for an excuse to why your game's shitty, or why you designed it in this way that doesn't really make sense. So I'd say, you know. Like for me, it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, make a fucking good game, and you won't have to worry about anything. It doesn't matter what you make; it'll、mm -hmm. be good, and people will more than likely buy it. I agree with Joe. I mean, there's some of these games that are going to be really hard, and with with、uh, save points few and far between. It just, I mean, it just depends on the game. If it's a good game, then people are going to want to play it. But I don't. I mean, I saw the reviews for this. I don't look. It's been getting good reviews, right? Yeah. So I mean, I mean. I don't know, just it's aren't all rogue games, rogue like games like that though. Like there's some parts that are pretty, pretty lengthy. Yeah. And then, so I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get what 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 people are complaining about with this. I think it's more how I was reading a lot of people's comments, and I don't think it was a lot of whining, but it, I I think it was more. All right, you can say it's whining, but it's more of like fuck. Sometimes I can't. I'm like. Halfway into it, and it's like shit. How much more? Like, I don't think I got another thirty minutes. Like, I have to go. But sometimes people have. One of the other problems people have had is there's a rest mode on PlayStation Five, and you can put it on rest mode, right? Yeah. Put it on rest mode, but sometimes that doesn't work all the time. It shuts off, or even even not even that. Some people are playing their ninety minute runs, maybe even shorter ones, twenty, thirty minutes, forty minutes, what have you. And the system crashes. That's more of on, on a system end. That fucking sucks, right? I mean,、no、if、whatever. there was some, if there was some type of save feature, I understand. Like, you know, I understand what people mean by a save feature on there, but it's more of a hardware where if you're playing and your your console just shuts off, or like there's there's a problem and it, you know, you lose a ninety minute run, you lose a forty minute run. I understand. It's it's more of a hardware. Point of view of it, but um, I was reading an interview.、Uh, I think it was Patrick Klepek interviewed、uh, people who've done roguelike games, 
I know he was interviewing the person who did Spelunky, and he was talking about is it is it possible for the team to add a, a a save feature like halfway through the game or if you're doing a run? And they said sometimes it isn't how the game's built. Like it's not just an easy fix to add a save feature. It could either mess up a lot of things or it's not designed to because since the levels are auto generated, even if let's say there's a feature that they put out tomorrow. Okay, we're going to have a save feature, so if you need to save halfway through, boom, here it is. But a lot of what roguelike games are, are you know your layout of the route you went to, so if you need to go back or grab something, you're good. But it could be something where they can't save that portion of it. So if you were to go back to it, you're like, well, I don't remember this. This is not how it was before. You know, so it just it auto-generates regardless. So then it doesn't matter in a way, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, it, it's what you were talking about, Joe. If it, if the game's good, if it's designed well, regardless if it's hard, it's still a good game. If a game's designed shitty, it's gonna be a shitty game, no matter how, you know, how else it's designed. If it's designed shitty, it's gonna be shitty. It's designed well, it's designed well, regardless of difficulty and things like that. Um, you know, I never got into a lot of the Demon Souls or Dark Souls games, but lately I have, and it is very rewarding. It is a series that is enjoyable. But to say that it should have an easy mode, I get the developer's intent of having a game a certain way if they didn't want to do it an easy way. There's so many games now that take roguelike or... Demon Souls like or Dark Souls like gameplay into its own like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that you have that like Jedi Fallen Order has a, a certain type of difficulty but nowhere near Dark Souls or Demon Souls those are the kind of games maybe it won't be a Dark Souls version but you could still play a game that is similar to that type of gameplay you know yeah but it, it's it's just I get I get what people are talking about but then when it just all turns into a like, well, fuck, it should have easier, it should just stay hard, or what have all this stuff, it just everyone's just dogpiling on top of each other. That I think it's just more of. Yeah, look, it would be great. Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and like it would be great if every game had a casual mode or an, yeah. especially like certain types of games. Have one. But they're, again, they're under no. Okay, then you know what, like. Except the fact that maybe the game's not for you. Not yeah. No, no, I yeah. agree. I could rant here on the on on the on the whole idea that everything should be for everyone, uh, but I won't. I'll keep it to games. No, not yeah. everything is going to be for everyone. Mm -mm. Not every game is made for you. Some games are just going to be too hard for you. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the time to put into a game uh, that has that is difficult or to learn a system that you know, then you know that's just, just that's it. There is no other way around it so you're just telling people just to get good joe yeah <laughs> bitching to complain mate if you think if you know it's a game that's gonna take a long time fucking take, set, set time but, aside yeah. like you can play metal gear solid oh, i only got 30 play 30 minutes to play better gear, metal gear solid well that's a good example you mentioned that joe joe and Bethel. Yeah, if you know you that guys... you're, you're not gonna if you hold on if you know you're not gonna finish persona 5 royal <laughs> in a specific amount of time don't fucking play it <laughs> <laughs> like I you did, what uh, it's what? pretty long, dude. I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be shorter. Um, you guys <laughs> play your Madden 
you play your now the MLB the show. You guys are already setting aside time when you play your games, right? Mm-hmm. How much time do you guys set aside? In forty five minutes. Yeah. How, uh, what's Around the that. longest the games ever lasted? That's about it. You really? Yeah. It never about, goes past forty five. No, really. like an hour. It just depends. You could probably go an hour, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I think when it go- comes down to it, I could understand how people can't dedicate a certain amount of time in games. And I could understand the easy, normal, or hard modes in games. Difficulty in games. But I do believe that if a developer's intention is a certain way, it's fine. Just like you said, Joe, it's fine. There's other games like that you can play. Mm-hmm. Just because Dark Souls or Demon Souls doesn't have a normal or casual mode, it sucks, yeah, if you want to play those. But I would say, like, not even in a dick way, because a lot of people are just like, get good. I actually say, like, hey, try. Because for me, like, as a kid, I-, I guess it's like me growing up playing NES games. I would play Mega Man levels over and over and over again, dying hundreds of times. And then you just learned it, you know? I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm not saying I'm better at games because I did that. I could understand the frustration of not having to do that over and over and over again. But there are moments where it's like rewarding because when you actually beat a boss or you beat through a level that you had difficulty in, it's fun. You get that burst of like energy and 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 excitement and you just have that adrenaline pumping just like when i played you know dark souls 3 and i you know had a difficulty with a boss which was the first boss getting shit on fucking twitch for sucking but when i finally beat it it was fun you know same thing when when you're fucking playing street fighter for hours bethel you can remember how you were playing street fighter the first time to like when you trained really hard and like beat people online that like burst of adrenaline yeah. you know it's fun it's rewarding i understand if you don't care for that i understand if you just want to play through your game and go through it i get it but sometimes i do feel like if it's not the intention of the developer you don't have to play it but i would say try it out if you can uh, 60 70 is a lot but if you can get that game when it drops to $20 and just at least give it a try and see like, hey, you know, I'm going to try, then you might kind of get into it and like it clicks for you. You know, like any game, even regardless of difficulty, it doesn't even have to be difficult. If it's a game that you don't understand, like a role playing game, a strategy game, if you stick with it, you might find something you dig or really enjoy. Yeah. And I think that's just what a lot of people tend to lose but the time part of it, like, I don't have enough time. I understand that, you know? And I guess it falls in the same way, too. If you don't have time to dedicate 90 minutes, understandable, might want to play something else for now. Absolutely. It, you yeah. know, I get it. And don't get me wrong. When, I heard, is, it, when is, I heard a run could be 90 minutes, even I was like, oof. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a lot. But then that tells me right there, like, that's not going to be for me because, like I said, like, and that's why, for me, like I enjoy games that I can just jump in and out of because sometimes an hour is all I have. I can put an hour into something and then I, I gotta go. I gotta be done. So yeah. it's like I enjoy games like that. If it's a, if like a game where I have to put two, three hours into it in order to get anywhere, yeah, that doesn't sound like something I'm gonna be messing with much. Yeah. Or you can leave your Xbox Series X or PlayStation Five console on 
That's what we had to do when we were kids in the Nintendo, when we didn't have a save feature. But we had to go because our parents were like, we have to go and get you clothes, clothes for school. And you're like, but I'm in this part in this game. Just leave it on and tell your brothers and sisters, don't fucking touch the TV or the console or I'll kick your ass. You, and you put, something, you put something in front of the little light so, so it doesn't look like it's on and your mom will turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back at a time, though, when, uh, when um, you didn't have to worry about your console frying it wasn't as big of a deal. Oh yeah, but but I but here and also one of the other things too is I don't get sometimes when people when you just share an opinion, like oh man that sucks that it's ninety minutes. I wish it had some sort of save feature, and then people just lose their shit and it becomes such a huge thing. It's just someone mentioning something like oh man I wish this had a save feature, and it becomes like this game fucking sucks because it doesn't have a save feature, and then people lose their shit and it's like. That's not what the person yeah. meant. They were just saying, man, oh, I wish it had something it could save through the middle, you know? Yeah. It's all crazy. People, like, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, well, that's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. It's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a 3RD. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with two-time Madden Super Bowl champ Beto Esparza and the only back-to-back two-time Super Bowl champion, Joe Ramirez. <laughs> and How about not... first Madden NFL champion then? Oh, uh, Actually, Beto, the Colts were the first champion. First so no. user champion. Eh, now you're just getting into the Shut up, <laughs> Fucking whore. <laughs> <laughs> And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done later. Uh, right before we start, <laughs> there's a, a new Star Wars like Rebels animated shit on the bad bitch. The, I thought that's what it said, <laughs> dude. When they first announced it at Disney 23 or whatever, yeah. and I saw it, I thought the bad bitch. <laughs> first thought, yeah. They showed the ad right now, and I just glanced at it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then it said, "Bad bitch." Called right? the bad bunch, right? <laughs> the bad bitch. <laughs>